welcome to this no shoes episode of queer halftime my name is becca i use she they pronouns and i'm here with i think our youngest babyest guest Mayel. <laughs> my pronouns are they them i am one of the volunteers or the volunteers of <laughs> allowed what did you what did you guys when you and toby were at the door was it the welcoming party yes the welcoming party oh my god Yes. I mean, so we do one at one like one episode. We decided that our fans were going to be called queer leaders, um, and then we never mentioned it again. But and so. we also called the juniors our gaby sharks. So that's incredible. Yes. Why did you not share that with us? We did. Did you? I don't know. Maybe I was so focused on qualcoming party, or I don't know. Um, yeah. So Mayel, what do you want people to know about you? I'm disabled. Any, anything else <laughs> um, you're a multifaceted human my yes i am but we're here to talk about disability uh <laughs> um i don't know what do you want to know becca no it's what do you want people what do you want the career leaders to know uh, about you <laughs> you didn't prepare me for this uh, <laughs> you've listened to how many episodes yes um <laughs> i'm really gay uh cool. i'm trans cool i'm indigenous cool i am again multifaceted person there you go yeah, and so like Mayel said, um, we're going to be talking about disability and queerness and the intersections of identities, um, which we've talked a little bit about before and like how a lot of times like we talked about this when we had B and Shannon, our friends from Red Deer, about like how a lot of times you have to choose one identity over the other. So like they can be indigenous or they can be queer like in any given space, but they can't be, you know, queer and indigenous. <laughs> So and it's kind of the same, I feel like, with disability. Yeah, definitely. There's a, I've always said, there's the two communities of, like, being queer, which in the queer community, there can be ableism, but oh, also yeah. in the disability community, there can be homophobia and transphobia. Yeah. Um, so I feel almost like the middle of a Venn diagram sometimes, <laughs> being like, I'm queer and I'm disabled and all these other things, but I'm in the middle and I can't pick a side because... yeah neither fully fulfill me <laughs> is there so and i'm just i'm just assuming this because it exists in several other marginalized communities is there in the disability community a version of like colorism or like the shit that you see in the queer community like with like homosexual versus like multisexual kind of identities you know like the gays and lesbians versus like bi and pan people like is there that kind of shit in the disability community yeah oh okay, 100% yeah. like not being disabled enough and like not, okay yeah um like for me like I'm not visibly disabled all the time um there's obviously going to be times where you know you definitely see it <laughs> um Becca's definitely seen it <laughs> um but you know there are times where you know I'm not disabled enough because you can't see it or right, um yeah. you know I am still able to walk most of the time so I'm not disabled or I'm too young or I'm too I don't know I feel like the too young thing is a big one especially with people with like mobility restrictions yeah like that's one I feel like I hear a lot yeah because when we think of like disability I feel like we all think of like wheelchair users or like people with and when we think of wheelchair users in specific we think of wheelchair users not being ambulatory yes yeah no like reality yeah (laughs) I think a wheelchair stands up everybody else loses their mind it's a it's a miracle like all the little Christian white ladies are like Meanwhile, everybody else is like, you faking? What are you, lazy? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So like, for those wondering, how would you define disability? I would define disability as 
loaded question. I, I wrote down a, I wrote down the Canada specific answer if you want, but um, would you I would define disability as a restriction based on something you can't control. Right. Um but the restriction piece doesn't necessarily come from within yourself, it comes from society. Yeah. Just not being accessible. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so basically it can be temporary, prolonged, or permanent reduction or absence of the ability to perform things like quote activities of daily living. Um quality of life. Yeah. 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 This one did yeah. Daily living. But yeah. It's like the ability to get around and that could be mobility, it could be, you know, sight, hearing, it could be, you know, memory impairments, it could be like all these different things and a lot of them are things you can't see yeah like for today I forgot my bus pass and then forgot that I forgot my bus pass getting on the next bus (laughs) (laughs) and I felt so bad that I like gave the bus lady like she she said she was a lady so that's why I'm saying that yeah yeah. but um I like gave her my extra change that I was gonna use for lunch because I felt bad (laughs) (laughs) well the library people will feed you. Yes. <laughs> when we go to the library, there are snacks. Um, yeah, because I feel like, yeah, it's a very specific image. And I want to... When you think of the sure, world, yeah. we're disabled, you think of like the handicapped parking pass where it's like yes. a little white person in a wheelchair. Yes. And I did... One time I called it like a handicap space and I did get some pushback. So like, is I feel like that's not really a used term anymore. I... Or is it kind of to each their It's kind own? of to each their own. Um, but I like mean, from a non-disabled From a non-disabled perspective, I would say you would say just a disabled cool. parking space, which by the way, disabled is not a bad word. We're going to get into that. Sick. Um, <laughs> but for me, I just say handicapped because that's just the language that I would use yeah. towards it. Um, but yeah, like I, it's interchangeable for me. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things that like people within the community might have certain yeah. words, but people without probably shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Cool awesome that was just for my own edification I was curious (laughs) (laughs) is this is this able-bodied guilt Becca (laughs) oh my god so no but like me and Paige were joking so I reached out to an indigenous organization today through email um regarding you know inviting them to pride and I was like I had to read it all out to Paige because like I have this little voice in my head about like are you being performative like is this appropriate is this the way to like all these things and I'm like Honestly, I think more white people should have that voice questioning everything. <laughs> but I was like, Paige, can you just read this for me? And they're like, yeah, it's totally like, yes. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> so it's not so much able body guilt, but there was a little bit of like that white questioning of like, yeah. <laughs> is this inappropriate? Is this performative? Like- Which actually on that topic, I mean, it's kind of off topic, but I took anti um, not anti-diversity oh my god oh my god <laughs> anti-racism see part of the disability that I have is that I have trouble finding words yeah, yeah. I mean I've definitely done it like three times okay in this and I mean okay. you definitely notice it when I tried to say sovereign sovereignty the other day <laughs> um but and I lose my train of thought a lot um but I took um anti-racism and diversity training and we had this whole conversation on about like how indigenous and BIPOC people and even disabled people we perform to meet a standard of able-bodied and white yeah. people because if I don't perform to that standard I get viewed differently oh yeah yeah oh it's no. like a that's like I as a neurodivergent person I fully feel yeah. that about like masking <laughs> if the mask slips for a second 
Like everybody thinks you hate them and I'm getting real tired of those jokes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I feel that. Yeah. But yeah. So that was a interesting conversation. I'm like, you know, if more of us white folks had that voice in the back of our head, maybe there would be less. If more white people had a filter. Yeah, right. <laughs> Half of this is just gonna be us laughing. That's um, all of it. Fine. Um yeah. So what else did I write down? I don't even know, man. Do you want me to go on about how disabled isn't a bad word? Yeah. Let's okay. hear it. Let's hear it. Just, am I allowed to swear during this? I already have so many times. Okay. It, it, just fucking say disabled. <laughs> um, I hear so many things, especially from like, I mean, I'm sure you get this as a neurodivergent person too, is like the autism moms <laughs> being like, special needs or it's not a disability it's a different ability differently like, able differently abled and like all this kind of shit um <laughs> and just say disabled like oh my god just say disabled i mean i know people are trying to focus on like person first language but the disabled community has said just say disabled because Can it is I the best description say something controversial yes. i fucking hate person first language i fucking hate it so too. like i always <laughs> in a professional context i will use it every single time but i think it's so clunky yeah. like person with blah 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 i'm like oh like i'm not a person with a disability i'm a disabled person yeah i mean like i'm autistic I like which do you want to hear something really funny yes um so speaking of autism moms like my mom is not an autism mom but like so I found out that like the toe walking thing doesn't just necessarily mean like tippy tiptoes yeah which is what I had assumed because like literal thinking yeah um and then I remembered immediately this time when I was like 10 and my dad spent like half an hour teaching me how to walk like quote a normal human being um and then I had to then practice it and I texted my mom this and she was like, oh yeah, I remember that. We used to call it your duck walk. It was adorable. And I'm like, mom, how is it I keep bringing up these like signs of autism? And you're like, oh yeah, you did that. And like, we never fought hey, to get us fast. Um, <laughs> so I got diagnosed with ADHD when I was 15, okay. um, which as an assigned, someone who was assigned female at birth, I am so lucky because yeah, I have a fe- yeah. I have a female doctor oh, okay. um, and like being diagnosed with anxiety and depression. She was like, hey- maybe we should check this and yeah. I like did the little like written test written test thing easiest test I've ever done yeah. and she was like you shouldn't even score it she was like yeah you have ADHD and I was like awesome but when I brought this up with my mom she was like oh yeah I have ADHD and so do your brothers and sisters and I was like and you never thought to tell I me? mean so yeah it's like that so like we were talking about this at breakfast and my brother was like if you do get assessed then mom like and get it then mom should get assessed because it's genetic and like my brother also vocal stims all the time, which is really, really funny. And it's usually in the form of like one lyric from a random song of the week. And he and his roommate will do a call and response across the house. It's really, really funny. So my, one of my younger cousins on my dad's side, which I don't talk to my dad, but it's, a whole, I mean, welcome to the club, welcome to the club, whole different topic, but um, got diagnosed with, with autism. Yeah. And um, my mom and I have slowly started to realize that my dad is definitely autistic mm. Um, and that I'm probably also autistic, but fun fact, I didn't know this, is that autism is passed throughout the paternal line. Interesting. Generally, I could be wrong here, but that's what I heard, um, is that autism is passed through pater- the paternal line, which makes complete sense because nobody in my mom's family is autistic aside from like a few distant cousins. Interesting. But like, it makes sense if I got it from my dad. Anyway, back to disabled not being a bad word. Yeah. Um, I find when 
you don't use a, at least for me when people don't use a, the word disabled and they say like different ability or like some shit it it almost makes it view disability as being a tragedy it's it's like weirdly stigmatizing it's in their attempt to be gentle and it it it's again it's like it they make disability out to be this like massive tragedy and yeah, yeah being disabled fucking sucks sometimes <laughs> But I don't view my life as a tragedy. Yeah, no. Actually, my mom posted something on Facebook, and it's a quote about this. Oh, God. It's actually really good. And now I just need to find it. It's okay. While you're finding it, speaking of it running in families, my mom also mentioned that my grandma used to wear her socks inside out because of the seam. Um, and I'm like, oh. oh, okay. So grandma had sensory issues. Mom does this. Jake does this. I do all these things. Interesting. Interesting. It's almost like there's a little just autism. I wonder if we'll get like a a family discount if all three of us go and get a. (laughs) (laughs) So my mom posted this thing on Facebook, and it's by Judy Human, who was a disability advocate and amazing, amazing person. But it says disability only becomes a tragedy when society fails to provide the things we need to lead our lives. Yeah, and I was like, I love it, because like so, because my life isn't tragic, but. Is it a little sad when, like, I can't access things and a normal person can? Or not normal, but, like, that a able-bodied person yeah. can? Like, yeah. yeah. My life in itself isn't tragic, but that, yeah, kind of is. Well, and I feel like, so, I follow, like, a lot of, like, solar punk and, like, anarchist types on the internet. I don't know if you could tell from the shit I've said on this show. Um, but, like, there's this conversation about how, like, there would be fewer disabilities with like certain systems removed but like there would still be right like some people are never gonna be able to see yeah right some people are right although did you see that billboard about like whatever percent or like there's so many there's this many like blind people in the world let's make it zero yes i did (laughs) (laughs) um like i feel like it's talking about a treatment or something but everybody's like what the fuck on that note um I grew up, I mean, I know Paige has talked about religion a lot on this, but I grew up, like, incredibly Christian. Nice. Um, And on that, like, let's make it zero. I find within Christianity, there's always the, le- even in society in itself, but I, I found it especially in the church, there's this, like, here are the disability. Oh, there's yeah. There's this, like, you need to be saved. There's this, um, you know, Jesus can heal all. And it's like, well, I don't want to be healed. <laughs> <laughs> It's the same with the autism moms, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's the, fix the problem. I'm like, it's not a problem. It's just my brain works differently. Did I ever tell you about the time that I woke up from a seizure and they were performing an exorcism on me? What? How did you not live with this? <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, I have a condition called functional neurological disorder. Um, and it means that if, if my brain was a computer, the hardware in it is fine. Like, the motor's running, everything's, but the software is fucked. Right. <laughs> um, there's a disconnect between how my brain responds to the world and how my body initiates that response. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, sometimes I have seizures. Becca's seen a few of them. I've gotten really good at seizure <laughs> first day. Um, but, <laughs> my God, if anybody I used to go to church with listens to this. Um, so I was a part Uh, I worked for an organization that was a Christian organization for a very long time. Um, I left almost two years ago. Cool. um, You know, being queer and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. (laughs) But uh, I started having seizures in June of 2021, which my first seizure is a whole different story. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you told me about that one. (laughs) Um, 
but I had had seizures throughout that summer. I actually got like fired from my job for having seizures because I had one at work. That seems like something they're not allowed to they're do. They're not allowed to do. I also didn't get paid for that week because I missed half of it. Um, oh, that's illegal. It's a whole thing. But um, <laughs> anyway, at the end of the summer when I was um, like, I was quitting, but this was like my final day. Like I wanted to say goodbye to my friends and I wanted to like, yeah. you know, leave on a good note. Yeah. Um, the organization I was with, which I'm not going to name them even though I really want to. Uh, you can tell me after. Can I have a guess? But I yeah. want to know. Um, they were filming a video for like some promotional thing, which I'm not even going to talk about the amount of money that was allocated to like that kind of shit instead of actually helping people. Oh yeah, no. But <laughs> um, they were filming a video for something and I wasn't in any of the videos because I was leaving and like they didn't. For sure. Yeah. Um, But I was, we were in like this basement part of a church and they're filming and I was watching and behind me was this like metal pole yeah and I was like all of a sudden I was like oh fuck and then I just collapsed started yeah. seizing um I don't remember any of this but my best friend has like filled in the details um I hit my head on the back of the pole Ooh. um not the first time I've gotten but I landed on concrete and I was seizing sure. and um, my best friend who has also since like left, <laughs> um, like called out for like the, the leaders, I guess. Yeah. And they're like, come here, like, please help. Yeah. And they didn't put anything behind my head. They didn't do anything. And my best friend is like whipping off her sweater, trying to like get them to put something underneath me so that yeah. I stopped banging my head on concrete. Yeah. No. And, uh, and then I kind of, and then I came out of it. Yeah. And I like wake up and they're praying over me <laughs> like speaking in tongues praying over me and if anybody's ever had a seizure Were you a baptist no i okay. was pentecostal oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and like speaking in tongues over me and i i mean being postictal if anybody listening to this has ever had a seizure it's already a fucking time but i woke up when i was like Fuck. and the seizure had been over five minutes they didn't call nine one one anything and my best friend is just after that I look at my best friend and she's just like how old were you at this point I was like 16 I was 16 oh Jesus okay yeah so yeah I woke up to having an exorcism performed on me didn't work um (laughs) still possessed still possessed with the devil zero Um, out of ten zero out of ten yeah you failed bad exorcism try again (laughs) It's been a long week. We're going to be real giggly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like the church really tries to like heal you and stuff. And even other people that try to heal you. It's like, well, I don't, I don't need to be healed. I just need you to make the world a bit more accessible for me. Well, that's, I've noticed. So one thing we've been talking a lot about is how to make pride more accessible. Um, So this year we're hiring uh, ASL interpreters for the stage. Um, And like, cause our, pride is outside it's on grass like there's only so much we could do um last year it had been raining so it was really muddy and we were like oh god but like having those conversations because pride really is not very accessible like we also had a quiet tent which was like the most popular (laughs) part of our first aid thankfully uh yeah like pride not accessible I went to Calgary pride with um like the people that I work with yeah um and we had a float um and thankfully we had a car. Nice. Um, so if like like I get really overheated really easily and right. that can trigger seizures yeah. and like 
all this kind of stuff and it was also in calgary in september and it was super smoky Ooh. and my lungs are shit yeah no, um, so that. thankfully we had a okay, you're asthmatic too yeah. right? <laughs> um so thankfully we had a car so like if i needed to i could go inside the car and like yeah. you know oh hi no nope, um, okay. <laughs> and so like i could go inside the car if i needed to um but they had this rule in calgary pride that as soon as you got in the car you couldn't get out if you were like doing a float and even though we were going like five kilometers an hour i was like how is this no and of yeah. course we were on a road that like was not accessible to somebody who yeah. was in a wheelchair and if it's inconvenient for you right how fucking inconvenient <laughs> do you think it is for me um for example yeah. where i work um and something that also happens a lot when you're disabled is you get kind of like infantilized yes um and i mean i'm an adult i've been an adult for a whole three months um but <gasps> like where i work and i mean i'm not playing on the people that I work with or anything and like my boss is super like trying to be accessible but like HR has issues <laughs> um that's fair of like when we travel for work even though I'm an adult I need somebody to be in the same room with me and I'm like like a hotel room yeah which whenever and everybody else gets their own room and I'm like that's an invasion of my privacy that's like are they worried because you're in a like seas or something? When I literally, yeah, I know, and I'm like, I live alone. Yeah, should get a life alert. I just, I need a life alert. <laughs> I mean, how would I press it if I'm seizing it anyway? Uh, um, that's true. That's true. <laughs> just like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's been a long week. Um, <laughs> doing Morse code on it accidentally. <laughs> um, but yeah, like there's just this infantilization of people who are disabled, and it's like, let me live my life as yeah. an adult i mean yeah sure crap can happen it has it will again yeah but i deserve to live an equally fulfilling and successful independent life yeah and so does every other disabled person yeah it's like it's like an agency thing right and i saw this tiktok that i was actually gonna show to one of our teens who recently started using a wheelchair um of this person who couldn't afford like the caps that you put on the wheelchair handles um so they made like yep. a slip of fabric we actually i knew we were talking about it, but yeah. yeah i had this conversation with him so okay. <laughs> yeah for those of you who haven't seen this um they are like a uh, cosplayers they had a bunch of fabric scraps and so they made like little sleeves to put around and then they stuck thumbtacks up through so them. if anybody's wondering why this is is because when yeah. you're in a wheelchair sometimes people will just come behind you and grab the handles yeah. I mean, there's a lot of wheelchairs that don't have those handles, but they're- Or they fold down, they like, fold down, specifically to avoid expensive. this. But they're incredibly yeah. expensive. Well, and that's a um, whole other issue of mobility aids, right? Thing. And, like, accessibility okay, so, <laughs> in general. Funny story about this. Um, I needed a medical aid. I can't remember which one. <laughs> but I needed a medical aid, and my insurance wouldn't cover it. But my mom and I were, like, going through the stuff that my insurance would cover one day. And they didn't have- Oh, I needed- I needed something I can't, again I can't remember what I needed yeah. <laughs> memory loss um but we were going through it and it's like the insurance is like we cover foot stumps but we don't cover this like massive thing that you need and yeah. my mom and I were like well yeah people do need foot stumps whatever but like it became a joke in my house to be like foot stumps but not this yeah like... one like so back to the wheelchair thing like a lot of people will like you know the well-meaning do-gooders will see this wheelchair user who's struggling, struggling um or you know just going about their life and just like yeah. grab the handles of the wheelchair and start pushing them which like obviously like you're taking over this person's ability to navigate the world and taking that agency away from them like I remember seeing I want to say it was Rick Hansen I can't remember 
Um, but he's like, um, I think he was a Paralympian, um, but a wheelchair user. And was talking about like, you know, wheeling around on campus one day and was going up a hill. And this like random woman was like, man, she's like, oh my God, like, do you need help? Like offering to push him up the hill. And he was like, uh, no, but it sounds like you do. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. But yeah, like it's this removal of like agency, right? And even like, fuck, I wear glasses that are stupidly expensive for unknown reasons. I mean, I know it's capitalism. Like (laughs) we know, um, but like a lot of times like vision is not covered. And it's like, cool. I Dental care is not even covered. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like I can't function without glasses. I'm not allowed to drive. Like it says so on my license, but I also physically would not be able to like, I, yeah, <laughs> I can't drive. <laughs> yeah. I would not be able to get home. I would not be like, I couldn't fucking recognize my L just sitting like, which I also, I also wear glasses, not wearing them right now because yeah. I broke them, but, <laughs> uh, by accident. Um, but like, yeah, like even to get them replaced, it's going to cost me like $250. Yeah. And that's like, 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 I need these to function. So I get that's massive migraines if I don't wear them. Cheap ones online. Right. So like mine, if I go through like an actual, like optometrist it's about six hundred dollars just for the lenses well i mean look at the cost of wheelchairs yeah like to rent one it's yeah no all of these accessibility aids are so expensive they're so expensive meanwhile if you're on like some sort of disability credit which like limits the amount of income you're allowed to make right even though disabled people actually need more money not less um but they're like oh we don't want you taking advantage of the system and making a full-time wage and then also getting this it's like why so they could actually afford what they need like yeah like god forbid someone like one person takes advantage of a system that millions are benefiting from like and that's you know making more profit than yeah it actually needs to and one thing on mobility aids too is i find especially as a young person and i've had conversations with my other friends who are disabled as well is I think for anybody who's disabled, but especially being young, is it's embarrassing to yeah. use mobility aids and to use tools that help me lead a better, more functioning life. Um, you know, it's always, again, like, you're too young. Like, do you really need this? Yeah, I've um, had friends get shit using, like, um, disabled parking because they're too young to possibly need it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had a friend of mine... When we were doing a pride event and uh somebody came up to him and he uses a wheelchair mind you um but he's he's ambulatory yeah um and when he's ambulatory he generally uses a cane mm-hmm. and uh somebody cup was like you're not disabled enough and he was like uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um it's like cool good thing a doctor already decided that because <laughs> you're not qualified yeah um so yeah like it it can be embarrassing to use mobility aids or even like ask for things that I need for it to be accessible um because again people view it as this massive inconvenience I'm being inconvenient by expressing my needs which to anybody who is disabled listening to this fuck that shit um like (laughs) take up space take up space um take up as much space as you fucking want be a selfish selfish bitch yeah I don't care like you deserve to live in a world that is accessible to you and it's not and sometimes yeah not as an afterthought and it's not yeah or like just as like an extra thing to be nice exactly or to like make yourself look good yeah exactly and like thankfully I have a really good set of friends and a really good support system who 
is understanding and I'm not viewed as an afterthought to them mm-hmm. but I I know that that's very few and far between yeah um and like even things like I'm nauseous all the time because of my disability um and like for me I and sometimes I'll be like I really don't want to eat um but insures a thing <laughs> and I always feel really weird buying it because I'm like I feel like a little old, old person walking to the pharmacy to get my yeah. insurer so that I don't, I'm alive. Um, <laughs> and it's like, oh, and my, one of my friends and I uh, were talking about this is compression socks. This oh is a like completely different topic, but it, I was like, you know, it would be a really good business idea if we had compression socks that weren't in the chronic illness rainbow, which is like okay. gray, white, and black. So I have seen some. And there are some, there are but some they're online. so expensive. They're, yeah they're not but publicly they're cute. they're cute but they're not publicly available no like yeah. you go to the pharmacy and it's like chronic illness rainbow <laughs> yeah no you have to buy them online from like specialty stores. and and even um like the ones at the pharmacy they don't have enough compression for certain disabilities right. like it's the ones that i need to wear i need like the like max compressions so that yeah. i don't pass out <laughs> um <laughs> and they don't always work That's um fair. yeah like i'm again they're super expensive and my insurance doesn't cover them so insurance is a whole other grift yeah yeah insurance doesn't cover ambulance fees it doesn't cover like yeah sorry you almost died here's a 400 hundred dollar ambulance bill yeah could and if be. you don't pay it it's gonna go to collections and ruin your life could be worse we could be in the states sorry friends <laughs> <laughs> i know there are a lot of you and you're keep on keeping on yeah sorry we have to pay a whole 365 dollars here <laughs> But if you can get an ambulance. If you can get an ambulance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm not terrified for the provincial election. Neither, <laughs> especially with where I work. Neither am I. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's just this whole again, disabled people are viewed as this inconvenience to like funds and yeah. needs and all this shit. It's it's great. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like a lot of this stuff is a lot more common than we think. Yeah. Like, especially when you look at, like, what the actual definition is, right? Because it's not just wheelchair users or, like, people who are missing limbs or, like, you know, have, like, really, really obvious yeah, things, right? Like, I mean, it's the same with people like, why is everybody autistic now? It's like, maybe because we have better diagnostic criteria and, like, the world is getting louder and harder to handle and, like, all of these and, things and maybe we're not gonna be put into a psychiatric asylum well, so <laughs> I a really interesting theory about like the like supposed increase of all of these things right is like a couple generations ago you were yeah locked away and or sterilized right so we've had you know only like two maybe three generations away from that depending on you know your complexion it's a little different yeah how many generations you've had um and it's still happening for some people well something it was a tiktok actually that i saw and and this even goes into like the increase of the increase of like queer people and it's like yeah we're not being lobotomized not, well it's it's and it's the like a hundred years ago if you were left-handed you were punished right and well, it's not a hundred years ago like my mom that's yeah. why she's ambidextrous is because she they yeah, well, exactly. to, yeah whatever however your mother is like 40 50 years ago statistics it says that there's less left-handed people well no it's just in the past 40 years we've stopped punishing people for being left-handed so there's become an increase because you're not scared to be left-handed anymore well and it's so like it's that 
like causality versus correlation, right? It's the same with like when, you know, women could get bank accounts, divorce skyrocketed, right? Like when like sex work is decriminalized, decriminalized, all of a sudden like reportings of trafficking skyrocket because it's safe to to report and you're not going to get arrested generally speaking yeah but like yeah it's same with like the divorce it's like once it became safer and they could actually do it suddenly it's going to skyrocket because all these people like you know the other alternative was all these stories you get of little old ladies in retirement homes just casually talking about murdering their first husband because what else was she gonna do which I adore those stories. Those it's like stories so much. Yeah, like just some little old lady being talking about how shitty her husband was and be like, Well, I just had to take things into my own hand and oh no, his ladder fell down one day and then I met George. <laughs> it's fully like you knocked the ladder out and your husband fell three stories and you're like, better go. Better go run away with the neighbor now. Shows <laughs> up to the funeral like the most depressed, like little black dress and like the veil being like. <laughs> I think we need to bring back, like a lot of so like, previous eras had like actual mourning yeah. attire and it was incredible and I like think it's awesome. I'm not a huge fan of like the prescribed time period lines, but like God. Speaking of grief, can we talk about disability and grief because it's yeah. a huge fucking thing yeah, that I experienced. Yes. Um, you're go looking at the time. Nope, go for it. <laughs> um, so I wasn't always disabled. Um, I mean, growing up, I mean, wasn't always physically disabled. Yeah. I've been neurodivergent since I came out of the Really? World. I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> In every one of my childhood pictures, I'm like, autism hands. <laughs> I do. I do sleep with my hands. Like. And also with um, functional neurological disorder, I get just I forget, I forget the word is, but anyway, sometimes my like muscles get locked. Oh, um, yeah. so you like, I'll just be like this all day. <laughs> um, but anyway, I didn't become physically disabled until I was 16, 15, 16. Um, and this was at the point of my life where, like, you know, you're, you're a teenager and you're going out and you're doing all these things and you're like, I'm invincible. Yeah. And I can go, and I mean, like, I was training with a fire department at the time yeah. and like, carrying 50 50 pound packs up like six flights of stairs like running and like you know I was a competitive figure skater for 10 years and nice yeah fun fact about me I was a competitive figure skater for 10 years um (laughs) that's how I broke my collarbone but not that's how I messed up my knee (laughs) um anyway I was in this like I'm of my life uh which is so weird to say but and then it was like that's it you're disabled yeah I lost my ability to drive I lost my ability to be independent mm-hmm. I lost friends because when I became disabled because yeah. they quote-unquote couldn't handle me yeah I lost relationships I lost I, I lost my the, the career I wanted to go into I lost a lot yeah just because my body couldn't yeah handle the able-bodied world yeah and you know People always say, well, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Maybe one day you'll get better. And the truth is, is I'm not going to get better. Yeah. I'm not. And there's this massive component of grief. Because when people think of grief, they think of death. Yeah. Um, And they think of, you know, just the unaliveness and yeah, yeah, yeah. funerals. And But my disability was a funeral to my life. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, I, I'm a completely different person. Like, I, the things I wanted to do with my life and the people I wanted to 
to be around they're not there anymore that's not it's it's gone um and something that like I got a lot when I was first diagnosed was that I was being selfish because all of a sudden I needed more I needed more um I needed more I don't think attention is the best word to use but it's the only word I can think of but I needed more resources I needed more. you had higher needs I had higher needs yeah um and I was an inconvenience to that yeah I was an inconvenience to people's life you know I all of a sudden I couldn't go to like concerts and on accessibility drag shows the like flashing lights I can't freaking go to half the drag shows because of the I don't want to seize um and like I couldn't my body couldn't handle you know like going for run for fence or like going to a workout or like yeah. going to the mall even is like super overwhelming yeah and if people just faded away slowly when I became disabled and it's difficult especially being like a youth when that happens because this is part of your life where you're supposed to be super social and like super and you just you can't yeah um and for a lot of like especially in the first couple months I really pushed myself past my body's limit oh yeah yeah. because I wanted to perform to their standards to be around them because I needed I, I mean part of humanity is we need attention we do yeah but I was performing to their their standards and I was pushing my body past the limit that it could be at to not be an inconvenience to not be an inconvenience I would go home at the end of the day after hanging out with my friends and be sobbing in pain yeah because I couldn't like you know like I lost like 50 pounds in one summer because my body was which is not healthy no (laughs) um no because my body couldn't handle it but I was pushing myself to meet these other people's needs yeah and then again I was viewed as selfish when I was like actually I need this accommodation or you know I'm tired today can we maybe do something that's a little less like 10 pounds in a month is aggressive 50 pounds in a summer is a lot yeah that's Um, a hospital visit it wasn't for me (laughs) (laughs) well it's a you should go to the doctor go to the doctor the doctor is actually not able to still leave you that's a different topic. Uh, <laughs> Instead of you look great, you, maybe you're just anxious. You're, you're skinny, anxiety. so you don't have any. Are you sure issues? it's not anxiety? Oh my god. Um, but yeah, like it's yeah, anxiety about not being fucking believed or treated yeah. properly. But I mean, I mean, and I don't blame the people that you know I was around. I mean, we were kids, right? Yeah. Like, and I don't. But if society was more accessible, if like the mall was more accessible, whatever, I wouldn't have lost those friends. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I feel like we have such a narrow definition of grief. Like, it's something I talk all the time with, like, the PFLAG parents, right? Because, like, their kids come out or, like, you know, there's this huge life change. Um, but, yeah, like, there's this huge change. And then it's, like you said, it's that mourning, that future that they had imagined, right? And the expectations that they had had, right? And, like, Can that- I mm, say something off topic that's, like, kind of controversial? I love it. Go okay. If you are grieving your child who is, this one's for the parents, if you are grieving your child who has just come out, they're not dead they feel the most alive they have oh yeah their entire life oh no if so there's two <laughs> kinds of grief yeah there's when your yeah. kid comes out one of them is healthy yeah and one of them we should have some conversations and kind of work through I mean more like the people who like you know I named them after my dad yeah and they picked a new name and like you know I always picture or like I always picture going wedding dress shopping and like that kind of thing right yeah. and like these are also parents who process these. And I mean, if you're flag. coming to P flag, like 
they're they're doing the right yeah. thing. I get that. That's yeah. for <laughs> if you're doing this in front of your kid and being like, I feel like I lost my child. I miss my baby. I just had this conversation with a teenager the other day who's like, mom had done this on the phone. Um because he had been like FaceTiming his yeah, mom and he, he walked past, yeah, like a childhood photo. I heard about this. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know the team. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, there is, yeah, even in the healthy version, there is that, like, kind of grief. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I grieved, I grieved a lot about my future. Yeah. I couldn't do the career I wanted to do. Couldn't, yeah. You know, I, I can't drive anymore, which fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um you know I grieved I grieved a lot I think that grief is okay yeah um I mean it's healthy it's healthy as to long grieve. as you don't as long as it doesn't consume yeah. and I mean it consumed me a little bit I think it's healthy to, for it can see me for a little bit of time but I mean it's been I mean I'm not gonna put a timeline on grief but no. when you when with grief the thing is and I mean I've been in grief counseling for other reasons for a very long time is like when you first become disabled grief is your whole world but slowly you build around the grief the grief doesn't go away but it and it's not smaller it's just a smaller piece now because there's more to you um and I mean honestly being disabled some of the friendships I have now I wouldn't have if I wasn't disabled yeah um that's not to say disabled people are exclusionary or like (laughs) anything but you know like some of my best friends are also disabled because we get it yeah um and word of I don't know older sibling advice I guess when you become disabled if you do the best things that I did was start to follow people on social media that looked like me yes because as a teenager I I mean you generally spend a lot of time on social media um I allowed myself to be selfish yeah um I allowed myself to be fucking ass sometimes (laughs) and that's not to say you know you intentionally go around being like fuck you fuck you fuck you but it's allow yourself to express your needs we have and to advocate you for have yourself. to advocate like for it's yourself. a learned you skill. Want to talk about <laughs> um, <laughs> like it's a learned skill especially I think for people who are you know and I was a massive female yeah too, I was a massive right? people pleaser too um yeah but advocating and stating my needs it sure if people view me as selfish for doing that then I'm selfish but I'm just trying to function yeah um and like if your friends and your family even if they don't if they make you feel bad for expressing your needs, they're maybe not the best people to be around. Yeah. Which is, mm. um, <laughs> but yeah. And just like, also, I always bring somebody with me to the doctor. Oh yeah. Because like a friend or something, because doctors can be assholes, uh, <laughs> especially being trans. Harder to gaslight two people at once. Yeah. <laughs> especially um, like bringing a male friend has been really helpful. Ooh, uh, yeah. One of my best friends is in nursing school. So I bring him because if people get doctors don't guess like men as often <laughs> um and like yeah and like bringing a friend or just having somebody to talk to has been really yeah. helpful and surrounding my people it's surrounding myself with people who again understand um even because you know I can't speak for the whole disabled community and you know everybody's disability even if you have the same disability is widely different yeah just having people who get it <laughs> yeah um but yeah just keep on keeping on keep on keeping on <laughs> and therapy therapy's been really helpful <laughs> yeah <laughs> therapy's great everybody should do therapy 100 <laughs> percent um is there I feel like we could talk a lot longer but we only have so much time mm-hmm. is there anything else you wanted to like address parents parents <laughs> parents go for it how to react to your disabled kid <laughs> okay 
Um, my mom is also disabled. Um, so I mean, she kind of got, she kind of got it. Um, but your kid's life is going to change drastically. Um, stop saying that you're sorry for them. Mm. That was something I got a lot. Um, stop saying, you know, I'm sorry this is happening to you, or I'm sorry that you feel that way because I'm not sorry. I'm sorry you feel that way. It's just such a yeah. <laughs> I'm not sorry that this yeah. is happening. You know, you you're not the one who made this happen but advocate for your child too um i'm doing a like eds like (laughs) i'm literally like hypermobile as fuck um but like advocate for your kid and if your kid is saying to you i don't feel well listen to them yeah they know their body the best you might be their parent but they've lived in their body their whole life and i've said that to doctors too don't don't dismiss my 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 body for your medical degree and honestly having a rare disease too yeah my condition is like a 15 minute lecture in med school unless you're a neurologist or a psychiatrist like well in med school that could have been how many years ago right it the functional neurological disorder wasn't discovered as a disease until like 20 years ago not even like it's not honestly it's not even as old as me so (laughs) like yeah just like stand up for your kid please A trailblazer. trailblazer. Truly, Mile. <laughs> Run so they can lay down and rest. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. If you can run. <laughs> yeah. Listen to your body. Listen to your body. If something feels wrong, nobody can tell you otherwise, even if they try. That's I feel like that was a conversation I had all the time at like the fucking gym when I was coaching people. It was like they're like people would be like, no pain, no gain. I'm like, yes, but. I'm like, there's a certain amount of like, oh shit, I'm tired. I'm feeling like my muscles, blah, blah. Like it means it's working. But at the same time, I'm like, there's a certain kind of pain. There's that a means kind of pain that's not good. Stop. If it's yeah. excruciating, like workout shouldn't be painful. It should be tiring. It should be a little sore maybe. And that's the same thing. It should with, not be painful. That's the same thing with your body too. Yeah. Like, it's okay to be uncomfortable, I think, and in pain sometimes, but if you were in pain all the time, yeah. and this even goes for mental health too, if yeah. you were in pain all the time, something is wrong. And again, nobody can deny your experience. Yeah. And I feel like- And something somebody told me once, yeah. which this person might actually listen to this. So Ooh. if you're listening to this, you remember this, <laughs> um, is if somebody's not taking you seriously, just be annoying. Yeah. Like keep saying- and this goes for disabled people because doctors don't listen to us all the time and people don't listen to us all the time. Just keep being annoying. Eventually they have to give in. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. Especially if you're in a wheelchair. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like just keep pushing for that. I mean, I know it can be really tiring constantly advocating for yourself and it's okay to take a break from that. Um, This is coming from somebody who was literally a freaking advocate. (laughs) Um, But just keep pushing, keep. And asking them to like note things in your chart like yeah. their refusal to do certain things if somebody's saying i'm not going to run that test make them say why they're not doing it and acknowledge that they're not doing it in their notes yeah 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 there's a little a little fun tip you can always get a second opinion you sure can. ask for a different doctor yep yep perfect do you have a queer joy what do you have a queer joy i don't know what that is you listen to this and you don't know what queer joy is sometimes i know i have attention issues uh, i don't always pay attention at the end my <laughs> No, so it's um, something that brought you joy this week. So it could be like an interaction, a piece of media, 
something you're looking forward to oh i got to go into like the the country the yeehaw land of alberta uh yesterday and um help build like a sweat lodge which was really cool as an indigenous person um i mean even if you weren't indigenous you're allowed to do it but i got to go and do that and hang out with some friends and the place we went had four giant dogs and if you know me i love dogs um i will i wanted to take them home but i live in an apartment and i couldn't (laughs) um and that's also considered good uh, stealing and um, could be a gay crime. Um, but yeah, I was really happy and fun awesome. and yeah, be gay. <laughs> um, yeah, you can tell I'm neurodivergent just by the way I'm sitting right Yeah, now. no, I know. Um, <laughs> it's really great when like with the four of us, like the staff all have meetings because we'll be like the three staff will be in the swirly chairs, like legs up, or, like cross leg, and then Terry or like sis dad will be you know, feet, two feet on the floor. And yeah, although so in P flag the other day, there was this new, um, well, I thought she was new. I asked if she'd ever come and she was like, oh yeah, I came to a different one. Um, I think that was like, she was like, I met your dad. And I was like, I don't have a dad. I was like, (laughs) Terry is not my dad, but I love it. (laughs) So yeah, there are like actual, there have been several people who have genuinely thought that Terry is our dad and that like me and Kelsey are related somehow. Um, Paige is just your adopted. Well, so I haven't heard any since Paige started, (laughs) so it could have happened as well. Um, But I know there was one teen like last year that thought, yeah, like me and Kelsey were like siblings and that Terry was our dad, Um, which is very, very funny. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I read... I read a couple really good books recently um, with like queer characters, which was super cool. Like, um, oh, also, if you're disabled, read books and like search out media like Netflix and Disney Plus yeah. and stuff that has disabled people in it. My God. <laughs> I love, I love Libby. I think I talk about it every fucking episode at this point. Like, but there was this book called Cinderella is Dead. And like, part of it could be really fucking infuriating because it's this whole thing about like, um, Prince Charming was actually a monster and like um, instigated all these like super super like misogynist laws and like it's like this young lesbian like runs away she's like no fuck this and like risks her life and then she meets another little lesbian and then they like end up killing See, the if anybody writing a book or like producing a movie just put a fucking lesbian in it because lesbians will watch anything with a lesbian <laughs> it was great it was great it was kind of cathartic which I always love right um yeah yeah. Sometimes you just need like a revenge fantasy, which is why I like the Iron Widow so much. It's one of the reasons. Also, you can report your doctors in Alberta. I've done it. There you go. If you did your doctors being a piece of shit, you can report them. Oh my gosh. And on that note. And on that note. <laughs> thank you for joining us. Thank you, Mayel. Um, we be kind to yourself and others, and we will see you next week. Bye. Be gay. <laughs>